0: Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right. He is your God and what a mighty God we serve. So family, I have been stuck with this word that the Lord has given me a few days ago. When I say this devotional, it's really digging and really causing us to look in the mirror and cause us to be honest with ourselves and with God it's just been really really amazing and god has just really been dealing with our sin and mental and emotional and physical things we engage in that gives the enemy a foothold and keep us back from god's best so i was going before the lord in prayer and i was asking the lord like i i know I know that you are just alpha, you're omega, you're sovereign, Lord. How can we overcome? How how come we keep falling into the same old sins? How can we keep going in the same old cycles? And as I'm going before the Lord and I'm going in prayer, I look at my wall and on my wall is scriptures and affirmations to remind me who God is and who I am in him. And it was just... So simple, as the Bible says, He uses the simple things to conform the wise. And I looked at the scripture of Proverbs twenty-three, seven. It's a well-known scripture, and it's been ministered on so many levels and so many ways. And as a man thinketh, so is he. We know the importance of our thoughts, but do we know the importance of our thoughts? So as I'm laying there, the Holy Spirit is your thought life. And I said, okay, Lord, we know about, you know, the thought life and we know the battlefield of the mind and this, that, and the third, but the Lord showed me something in a way that I've never seen it before. It's like, I got that. Aha. I got that revelation on how we could really overcome the things that we are battling in our life. And as we journey with the Lord. And the Lord said to me so sweetly, it is your thought life. And I said, Lord, I don't understand. I know it's our thought life, but did he just, just went deeper and he just started reminding me of my shortcomings. And, you know, when I fell into sin and even the things that I struggle with now, being very sensitive and easily offended and X, Y, and Z, the Lord was just telling me when you're offended, are you just offended or do you think yourself into offense And I sat there for a moment and I said, well, I'll be. I thought about what was said. I thought about how they said it, when they said it, who was around when they said it. And it just really registered to me that I thought myself into being offended. We are all one thought away from living our best life or we're one thought away From being in sin, being in depression, being in oppression. And it's truly a choice that we have to choose. Just think about that. You're one thought away from your best life. You're one thought away from receiving the healing that you're praying for. You're one thought away from that business turning around. You're one thought away to reconciliation in your marriage. You're one thought away from bringing your children back home. You're one thought away. But we choose to sit. And soak in the things that has happened to us. We choose to sit and soak in what was and what could have been and shoulda, coulda, have. And it is those things that drives us into sin. It is those things that cause us to be in a deep depression. It is those things that cause us to be bitter and angry. Do you know how much you got to sit and think and soak about what someone did to you to become bitter? That's all you do is think about, I can't believe they did this and I can't believe they did that. Unforgiveness plays the same old, you know, situation in your head over and over and over again. So you can't forgive because you keep thinking about what they said. You keep thinking about how they said it. You keep thinking. Thinking, oh my God, when God gave it to me, it really hit home for me because I I recognize and I see for my mistakes and my shortcomings how I thought my way into the feelings that I had. I'm in my feelings. I'm hurt. You sit there and you start counting, counting the sins and counting the mistakes and counting what, how many times they did this and how many we count so many costs. But yet we don't look at ourselves in the mirror and recognize that the same way we need grace, that the people that are in our lives that have hurt us and disappoint us and let us down need the same grace. But instead, we allow the enemy to ensnare us further and further and further. And now we have this unforgiving heart that is so hard and we're so bitter and we're so angry and we just can't seem to get it together. I can't fall out of sin because I keep thinking about how he looked at me and how he touched me. I think about how it felt when our lips touched and I think about how it was the last time. How can you get out of something you keep thinking about? You didn't fall into sex. You thought your way into sex. You prepared your way for sex. You prepared yourself to go to her house or go to his house. You didn't just fall into it. You thought your way into it. Family, when I say that this hit home for me, this hit different for me, we think ourselves into the situations that we're in. And it's going to be up to us to think ourselves out, especially if it's negative, especially if the thoughts that you're keeping and the counting of the cost that you're keeping and the tallying up that you're keeping are negative. We know that Philippians four says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of a good report. Whatever be a virtue, if it be any praise where think, hallelujah, on these things, how come it's so hard for us to think positive about our situations? How come it's so hard to think that it is going to be well, that it is all well with my soul, that God is causing all things to work together for my good. How come it's so hard to think about what's good? It's a choice. It's a choice that we choose being led by our sinful desires, our wants and our beliefs and our right to be right. How we vindicate ourselves. And as we try to defend ourselves, when we know that God is the vindicator, when we know that God is the defender of his people, yet we stand in his shoes and declare, oh, it's my right to be right. And this is something that each and every one of us must deal with and must conquer. If we're going to overcome sin, if we do not overcome our mind, if we do not overcome the thoughts that we are meditating on, we will not overcome sin. We will not, we will constantly be ensnared. We will constantly be trapped by the enemy. And then we'll be upset thinking that maybe, oh, God is not hearing me. Maybe God, no, God is not going to do it. We're always asking God help me. God help me. God help me. And the Holy Spirit showed me something that blessed my spirit. God did not take Jesus' life Christ laid down his life and family. You're going to have to lay down those thoughts. You're going to have to crucify those thoughts. And it's something that we hear all the time, but it's not registering because there's too many angry people. It's too many people in unforgiveness. There's too many people offended. It's too many people hurt. It's too many people. That's just, Oh, you know what? It's over. I want a divorce. It's just too many people who just want to walk away from things that God had called them to because of their mind, because what they sit and think and meditate on, on a daily basis. We know what the word of God says about our mind. We know what the word of God says about our thoughts, yet we choose. We choose to think on what is negative. We choose to think about what is not of a good report. Each and every one of us are one thought away from entering into sin or one thought away from just doing all that God called us to do and giving God all the glory. It's on both sides. And we have to choose. I'm going to choose to think of the things that's going to give god glory. I'm going to choose to think of the things that's going to give me peace. I'm going to choose to think of the things that's going to increase me. I'm going to choose to think of the things that give me joy. I see what look I see. What's going on in the world. I see what's going on in my own life. I see what's going on in the Community. But I'm still going to choose to believe. That God is sovereign that God is in control. I'm going to look and see the best in people. I know you made mistakes. I know you let me down. I know you hurt me, but if we can get past the hurt, if we can get past their mistake, if we can get past their shortcomings and remember the large that is in our eye, remember the speck that is in our eye to the amount you judge, you shall be judged. If we can look at ourselves and count the cost, and say, listen, Jesus paid the price for me. Jesus said he shed his blood for me on Calvary. He had to pay a price for me the same way he paid a price for the one who offended me. He paid the price for the one who let me down. He paid the price for the one who disrespected me. He laid roboshaka. The- he paid the price. But we don't have grace. We don't have grace to give to our fellow brother and sister. We don't have grace to give to our spouse. We don't have grace to give to our children. We don't have grace to give to our employers. We don't have grace to give to our spiritual leaders. We don't have grace. Therefore we quick to get angry, upset, and walk out. But it starts with our thought process. It starts with the things that we choose to sit and meditate and muster and let grow. And God has to go in deep, the deep draw onto the deep. He has to go deep to unroot those negative weed seeds. He has to go deep because we're falling into so many pitfalls. The body of Christ is falling into so many pitfalls. The enemy is running rampant. He has us so divided all because of our thought, our thoughts and what we think turns into how we feel and how we feel, turns into what we do and what we do will shift the trajectory of our lives. I know you have heard this before. This is not something you haven't heard before, but I pray that the spirit of God is resting upon your ears with a sweet anointing to break any yoke that is plugging and clogging you from hearing. Thus says the Lord. Now is the time we have one choice to make. We are one thought away from being in victory or being in depression. We are one thought away from walking and operating As the Holy Spirit lead us or we are one thought away walking with the enemy. We're one thought away and we have to be conscious of that. When the Holy Spirit told me Jesus laid down his life, he crucified himself. He obeyed the will of God. He said, not my will, not my will, which means God, God didn't lay it down for him. God didn't say, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself. No, Jesus had to be obedient to the word of God. He had to be obedient to the word that was given to him. He said, not my will, but thine will be done. Thine will will be done. He obeyed. He obeyed. He obeyed. And when I read second Corinthians 10 and it says, cast down every negative imagination, Hallelujah. It says cast down every negative imagination and everything that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience to Christ Jesus. You got to make it obey the same way Jesus chose to obey God. He chose to obey him when he was hurting. He, he He foresaw it. He foreknew it and he knew it was going to be a long road. He knew it was going to be painful. He knew the anguish that he was going to experience and yet and still he crucified. He laid down his flesh for the glory of God. And when the Holy Spirit brought that to me, it brought so much revelation because we're always saying, God, help me. God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. We, as the body of Christ, have to crucify this flesh and bring these thoughts captive. We have to make them obey. Just the same way that Christ obeyed God, we got to make these thoughts. No, you're going to be obedient. You're going to think positive. You're going to think healthy. You're going to think wholeness. You're going to think victory. You're going to think forgiveness. You're going to think reconciliation. You're going to think the goodness of God. We have to bring every negative thought and we got to bring it captive. We got to chain up those thoughts. We got to bind those thoughts and we got to bring them to the cross and we got to make them obey Jesus. We got to make them You're going to obey. That is our responsibility. If God didn't make Jesus lay down his life. If God didn't make Christ crucify his life, why you think God is going to do it for you? It is a choice that you have to make and walk in obedience the same way Jesus did. If we are in the image of Christ Jesus, if we are in the likeness of Christ Jesus, as he did the great example of laying himself down as a sacrifice that you and I will have eternal life. Each and every one of us has the responsibility to lay down our life. We have the responsibility to cast down negative imaginations. We have the responsibility to bind them and chain them and bring them out. To the obedience of Christ Jesus. We bring them into captivity instead of our thoughts, bringing us into captivity. Many of us are enslaved to our thought life. We're enslaved to what the person did. People are walking away free, doing and living their best life while you are in unforgiveness, while you are soaking and meditating and just allowing that, that seed to grow and grow to your heart is so hardened. You are captive. You are captive. When Christ has called to set the captive free, you're captive because of your thoughts. You're captive because you can't stop thinking about what the person did to you. You're captive because you can't stop thinking about your lusts and your desires. You are captive because of your thought life. It's not the devil. It's not God. See, the enemy will always send forth his darts and he, he influences us in the spirit the same way the Holy Spirit influence us in the spirit. But the enemy does not make you do anything when he influences with his negativity, with his, with his darts, with his accusations, with his unforgiveness, with his offense, when he attacks you with it, you have the obedience, you have the right You have the, got me studying, Lord Jesus, got the power and the authority to when that thought come, to bind it up and bring it to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Because the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. When he comes to you and say, remember what that person did to you? How dare they? How dare they? That's when you're supposed to take that thought captive, bind it, Bring it to the cross and remind the enemy what God said about that very thing. What did God say about unforgiveness? What did God say about offense? What did God say? about lust, what they got to say about pride. So when the enemy comes with these imaginations, when the enemy comes with these temptations, we have the responsibility. We must be accountable to take these thoughts captive and make them obey the word of God. But if we don't do that, we find ourselves in depression. We find ourselves in isolation. We find ourselves in a season that God didn't call us to. We find ourselves in separation and division because because of our feelings, we can't humble ourselves and say, I'm sorry. Because of our feelings, we can't humble ourselves and say, I forgive you. And we're in a season where God didn't call us. We're separated when God called us to unite. We're divided when God called us to come together. God loves when we are unified in the spirit, but the enemy wants us divided. Every negative, every negative thought is about division, division amongst your marriage, division with your parents, divisions with your children, division at your job, division with your business, and most importantly, division with yourself and God. A house divided cannot stand. And if the enemy could get you divided within yourself. You are double-minded, you're tossed to and fro. You believe today, you don't believe tomorrow. You're negative today, you're positive tomorrow. That is a division within your body, within your within yourself. And the Bible says, don't don't listen to a double-minded person. Trust not a double-minded person. And for that person to expect Nothing, nothing from God because God needs us to be unified, unified in the body with our brothers and sisters. We need to be unified with Him, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we must be unified within ourselves where the soul and the spirit are in agreement. We can't overcome something when the spirit is telling us we need to walk in victory. But the soul and the flesh is saying, this is what I want. This is how I feel. This is what I desire. This is my life. There is a division amongst the soul and the spirit. And there's a division because what you feed musters, what you feed grows. If you continuously feed your flesh and feed your wants and feed your desires and feed your anger and feed your offense, How can you walk in victory? You're feeding the negative. But if you feed your spirit and you remind the enemy of what the Word of God say, it is written, "Woe unto him that is offended." It is written. It is written. Forgive, forgive, that your Father in heaven will forgive you. It is written. Be angry, but sin not. It is written that fornicators and adulterers will not enter into the kingdom of God. It is written. But when we are driven by our own lust and desires, when we are driven away, it's hard for us to see. It's hard for us to see the truth. Listen to this in Psalms 36, 1 and 2. And David says, I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And in their own eyes, they flattered themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. Did you hear that? They flattered themselves too much, so much. That you cannot detect or hate your sin. It's all about you. You flatter yourself. This is my life and it's YOLO and I get to do what I want to do and how I want to do it. This is how I feel and what I think. And I, I, you flatter yourself so much that it is hard for you to detect that you're sinning against God. It's hard for you to detect. That you're operating in offense. That it's hard for you to detect. That you're moving in unforgiveness and how this is grieving the Holy Spirit of God. Because you're so full of yourself. Our eyes are so full of flattery of ourselves. So much so we cannot detect the state that we're in. Because our mind is on ourself. And not on God. When we change what is going on in our mind, we will change our life. These are messages throughout great philosophers and scientists, leaders from all over the place. Your mind is the problem. Your mind is the problem. And it just really blessed me because as a Christian, we are fasting. Oh, If I just fast, I can get over this. I'm going to conquer this flesh. I'm going to fast, fast, fast. And I'm going to pray, pray, pray. And I'm going to read the word, read the word, read the word. You can do all of that, family. But if you do all of that and don't change what's going on in your mind, all of that was in vain. You could fast for 40 days, but if you don't change your mindset, you're going to fall back into the same sin. You can praise and worship every single day, but if you don't change your mind, you're going to enter into the same negative habits. We create these patterns for ourselves and we got to get out of them. And because God is so merciful and because God is so kind, he has equipped us with his Holy Spirit that will empower us to do what it is that we need to do. And we got to cry out to the Holy spirit and say, Holy spirit assist me. I know I have the responsibility. I know I have to be accountable, but I know that it is not by might nor by power, but it is by the Holy spirit of God, that God will do all things in the earth. So I'm asking for divine assistance. I'm asking for you to empower me for in my weaknesses. Your strength is made perfect. I'm asking you to strengthen me so that I can lay this sin down. I'm asking you to strengthen me so I can lay these thoughts down. Because until I lay these thoughts down, I'm going to continuously go into the same pattern, go into the same type of sin, going into the same environments, hanging with the same people, end up in in the same situations because I haven't changed my mind yet. I didn't have enough yet. When you change your mind, family, as a man thinketh, so is it. He, you are one thought away from walking into victory. You are one thought away from receiving your healing. You are one thought away from uh, uh, walking and operating in abundance. You are one thought away from opening that business. You're one thought away from opening that and starting that ministry. You're one thought away from writing that book. Is on you. What are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? What are the Patterns of your thought life, because until we take them captive, if they're not benefiting us, if they're not prospering us, why do we continuously think on the things that is poison to us? It's poison. Sin is poison. Fear is poison. Unforgiveness is poison. Offense is poison. We're poisoning our spirit. We're poisoning ourselves and we expect to be strong. We expect to be victorious and then we get upset when we are defeated and we feel like God is angry and God is mad. No, God is not angry with you. God is not mad, but God is looking for you to operate in the authority and the power he has given you just like Christ to cast down these negative imaginations to take them captive and make them obey Christ. When you start making your thoughts, obey the word. Oh, no, you're not going to be all over the place. No, I am going to forgive. No, when the minute that something negative come to you about a loved one, about a situation, your circumstances, you can change the, you can change it. You don't have to sit there and think about what the doctor said. You don't have to sit there and think about what the person did. You don't have to sit there and think about how it happened and how embarrassed you was and how uncomfortable you are doing it to yourself. And when the Holy Spirit brought that to my attention, all I could do is rejoice. You're doing it to yourself. It's not the enemy. He planted the seed and you are allowing that thing to grow. You are watering it with your thoughts. The enemy plant a seed and you are watering it with your thoughts and the more you think about it, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing and next thing you know, your heart is hardened, you won't forgive, you won't love, you you walking away from every covenant relationship. You're just you're just a mess because you allowed the seed of the enemy to take root. The only seeds we should allow to penetrate to our spirit is the seed, which is the word of God. What does the word of God say? What seeds are you allowing the Holy spirit to plant? What seeds are you allowing the Holy spirit to plant that will give you the victory because your thoughts will water, water, that love and water, that victory and water, that grace. Water that mercy. And before you know it, you will blossom and bloom and you are walking in victory. You got peace in your mind. You got joy on your heart. You got a praise on your tongue because you watered the right seed with your thoughts. You're watering the right seed with the right thought. And we got to be mindful, we got to be careful. Because we don't want the Holy Spirit to plant the right seed, but we're watering the wrong thought. Because anything that is not a faith is sin. That when the Holy Spirit give you a word that you don't think, oh, I can't do that. And oh, I'm this and I'm that. And nothing good ever came out of Galilee. We think so negative That we don't step out in faith when the Holy Spirit is calling us higher. The Bible says He would give us witty inventions, but we're stuck because as the Holy Spirit is planting these seeds, we're watering them with negative thoughts. That seed can't grow, it's not in the right environment. It's a positive seed with negative water, it's the wrong environment. But if you take that word that the Holy Spirit give you, forgive, love, grow, prosperity, provision, protection. And we water those seeds with the truth, water those seeds with the word of God, they will grow and they will blossom and you will have the victory. But until we change our thoughts, until we monitor, we must monitor. God is not responsible for monitoring our thoughts. You are. I am. And until we monitor them, we will be defeated by a defeated foe. And that is not your portion as a child of God. God called us to be victorious. He said we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. But if we don't conquer these thoughts, we will be conquered by the defeated. The enemy is a defeated foe. You got the victory. You are more than a conqueror. But if you do not conquer your thought life, you will be conquered by the defeated. And that is sad. I don't want that for myself and I don't want that for you. And like I said, I know we have all heard about the importance of our thought life, but it's not registering because we're still going in the same old cycles year after year. Like I said, I haven't seen so I ain't angry, bitter, unforgiving. I'm offended, I'm in my feelings. I don't, I don't including myself. why? Why? You want the victory, you want to walk in victory, you're reading, you're praying, you're worshiping, you're even fasting. but like I said, family, if we don't change our thoughts, if we Don't be accountable if we don't crucify and cast them down and bring them captive and make them obey Christ. We will be going around the same old mountain year after year after year. We will fall into the same sin year after year after year. And we will be divided amongst the people God has called us to connect. We must change our mind. We must change our thoughts. You are one thought away from your marriage turning around for the good. You're one thought away from getting that diploma. You're one thought away from getting that home. You're one thought away. Write that book, sis. You're one thought away. You're one thought away to your family, wife, and kids. But we can't keep thinking negative and we can't keep overthinking and trying to. You know, we, we overthink, we overthink, we overthink until we think ourselves into depression, until we think ourselves into anxiety, we think ourselves into worry. Instead of thinking positive, instead of having that hope against hope, instead of thinking of what is true, this could work out for me. People hurt us. People disappoint us. People let us down all the time. But the same way you made mistakes. And you seek the grace and the forgiveness of God. We must we must award them that same grace and that same mercy. Knowing that, you know what? I made mistakes too. I forgive you. I make mistakes too. I love you. I make mistakes too. Please forgive me. When we change our conversation, we will see shifts like never before. Now, when when was the last time you said, I'm sorry, when was the last time you said, I forgive you, when was the last time you said, forgive me, because it's those conversations, it's those words that are going to shift and align us in order with God. As we humble ourselves, being reminded of who we are and how we have failed and how we have missed the mark. When we change our conversation to, yeah, this didn't work out, but I'm going to keep pressing towards the mark. I'm going to try again. Not I'm going to give up. I'm going to try again. Don't keep thinking about how it failed. Think about how it could work out instead of giving up. Think of another strategy. Think of another way to make this thing work. We're one thought away. We're one thought away. We're one thought away. And I pray you're choosing the right thought. I pray you're choosing a thought that is going to elevate you and take you to the next level. I pray that you're thinking the thought that is going to prosper you and give you the abundance that you're praying for. I pray that your one thought is going to be to change the dynamic of your home. I pray the thought you choose to think is to reconcile with your husband or wife. I pray the thought that you choose to meditate on is how you're going to start that business or how you're going to fix that business or how you're going to turn it around instead of giving up. I pray you, I pray the thoughts you choose to think will be in line with the will and purpose that God has for your life because God wants so much more for us, but we are not receiving in abundance because of our thoughts. He asks, do you believe I can do this? Do you believe I can heal your body? Do you believe I can reconcile? Do you believe that I can, you know, keep you and sustain you and that you will get married because you trust in me and you didn't give your body to that man or that woman? Do you trust me? Do you believe that I'm able to give you that home? Do you believe that I'm able to help you write this book? Do you believe that I'm able? Because if we believe God is able. Our thoughts should be pure. Our thoughts should be lofty. Our thoughts should be positive. Our thoughts should be joyous. Our thoughts should be on a whole different level if we truly believe God is able. So what are your thoughts? What have they been doing for you lately? And what can you do? Or what will you do? To make things different. It's just one simple choice. I'm choosing to be positive. I'm choosing to be loving. I'm choosing to be an encourager. I'm choosing not to be offended. I'm choosing to forgive. I'm choosing to try again. I'm choosing... To believe in myself and believe in my God. What choices are you going to make moving forward? The choice follows the thought. Where your mind goes, your energy flows. So I pray you're choosing to think of things that is on the mind and the heart of God that you will receive the abundance that all God has for you in this season, in the season to come. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is you're struggling with, whatever it is you're battling with, check your thought life. Think about what you sit and meditate on day after day, night after night. What is consuming your mind. Because if it isn't good, if it isn't positive, how can you expect positive to come out of your life? It's up to us, family. And we must choose the latter. And I pray that the spirit of the living God is resting upon you fresh oil, that as you hear this word, you receive the aha that I received, that it is my thoughts that are driving me insane. And I'm choosing to change these thoughts that I can live an abundant life that Jesus had died for. Until I talk to you again, I love you and be blessed.